Welcome to Catholic Family Stories. My name is Joseph Scordato. For many people, Christmas begins full of exciting expectation. Dreams are woven on what special memories holiday gatherings will present, or what gift a loved one might bring that speaks of the care and friendship you share. Too often, though, we place high expectations on our families to know and love us in exacting ways. In our own musings, traditions must be followed precisely to convey an exalted meaning or bring us back to a magical moment of childhood. This is the trap Advent tried to navigate us from. If we haven't struggled through Advent, Christmas can become as fragile as a glass ornament. A single broken expectation arms us with all sorts of frustrations that we use to beat ourselves and others with in passive aggression or tantrum, maybe even bringing us to the brink of hatred. I think we have all experienced this in some degree. Our cynical reception of the regift, the ugly sweater, the generic version of the brand we wanted, the ruined celebration because the food or decorations that were not just right. Do your botched expectations result in an emptiness of failing to relive a moment of wonder? A flawed romance mourned alone except for the company of multicolored Christmas lights splashed through quiet tears. This is the selfish Christmas where I refuse the crown of hope since it does not come with the crown of me. There can only be one king on Christmas. I can only imagine how Israel must have felt to receive the king, the great Messiah, only to discover he was a baby, already rejected by the homes of Bethlehem. He was not the expected warrior king. He is the poor boy from Nazareth, bringing gifts of mercy rather than a victorious exaltation of their political structure. Did they feel unvalued? Unloved by God who gave this Messiah, who seemed to be more for the unworthy, the unclean, and the sinful? Perhaps it was their frustrations and refusal to get past their own expectations for what the coming of Christ should be that eventually resulted in his rejection and crucifixion. We pray that your home hopes rather than expects this year. Hope leads us to trust God's perfect will. It opens our heart to receive his grace, even if its possibility exceeds our understanding. Expectations lead us to self-hatred. 
Speaking of expectations, today's story is not the sort of Christmas story one would expect. It is a science fiction story set 500 years into the future. It is a future where science and politics have found a way to meet your every expectation through a machine called the stimulator. It is a story where, like at the first Christmas, Christ comes in an unexpected way and resides with us in the tender impossible of hope. The Christmas by Joseph Scordato The cold sleet pounded against the steel outer siding of the laboratory. Winter. It always seemed to be old, cold winter. ADM? I miss the stim. A young androgynous figure, likely female, bent over a lab instrument with shoulders slumped in a depressed posture. She glanced over to her companion, a slightly more mature figure whose gender was equally indistinct, though was probably male. The man busied himself with the controls of a second apparatus. Hmm. Yeah, we all do. Don't sweat it, Evie. You'll be back before you know it. No, ADM. I need the stim. Now. I... I can't do this. Yep, that's nice. You know, there's nothing anybody can do about it. It's your turn for the cycle. But there are others that have been in the stim for 60 years. I'm only 20. That's not fair. Yeah, well, I don't run the schedule. All I know is that if any of us want a shot at the longer life in the stim, then we need to find a better genetic sequence. Adium paused and then emerged from his contemplation with a hint of anger. It's crazy that after nearly 500 years of research and engineered evolution since the beginning of the millennia, we haven't made a real step change in life expectancy. Cancer, heart disease, Alzheimer's were all cured within the first 100 years of the new movement, and yet the median age expectancy has only increased by 1% since then. Every time a cure is found, a new disease or condition emerges. 500 years of band-aids, if you ask me. ADM stared thoughtfully out the frosted window across the room and sniffled. I hear Research Pod 32 is working on a backup. The no-body solution. Arg, those dolts. What good is it being connected to a stim without your body? Replied Evie in dismay. ADM reacted dismissively. It's just a backup for the next generation. In the meantime, let's just concentrate on our work. Maybe we'll be the ones to find the right genetic sequence that will be the next breakthrough. Just think, maybe we can get another 50 years in the stim. You know, ADM, I wish you would stop talking about the stim. Me? <laughs> oh, you're delusional. ADM cracked a half-smile and for a moment glanced admiringly at his new lab partner. Maybe there's a sequence that will keep us in the stim forever. Evie's voice trailed off into daydream as she thought about the time she spent in the stim. I've only ever known the stim. 
Ever since incubation, all I've ever had since last week was warm comfort and heart-pounding ecstasy. Evie's reflection broke into sobs of panic. ADM? ADM? I... I just gotta get back. I can't stand it. I'll die. Stop it, Evie. Stop it. Now listen to me. Get back to work now, or we'll never get back to the stem. We have 20 more sequences to do today. Besides, we have a package to look at. Oh. Uh, a package? Wh- what's a package? Evie's curiosity slowly replaced the anxiety of the recent breakdown. A package is when a unique blood sample is found on the outside and it's sent to this lab to analyze. What do you mean, unique? Aren't all genetic strains outside of the lab controlled? I thought there were only six of them. ADM, EV, NHOH, ABM, CZ, and, oh, Herod, of course. Well, sometimes scouts come across blood samples in old laboratory storehouses, and they send them to us for evaluation. They might be useful to study and receive the recursive sequencing. It may also be so vile that it must simply be destroyed. ADM unpacked a small brown cardboard box and lifted a petri dish from the straw-like Excelsior packing. Evie stared at the petri dish in surprise. What is this? Um, this is certainly regular. Usually we have to reconstitute the blood, but this is fresh. ADM stared almost fearfully at the contents of the petri dish as he carefully set it on the laboratory counter. Evie burst with incredulity. Look! What is in that thin, circular, white thing floating in the middle? Hmm... Pull the specs on this. This is very odd. Hey, look. There's something debossed on the white thing. It looks like a plus sign. Do you have the specs pulled up yet? A nearby instrument signaled the end of an automated operation and displayed a 73.4% on a digital display. Well, sample number 19 is done processing. (gasps) 73.4%. That's the highest this year! Yes! Finally broke the 73.35% record! ADM studied the report displayed on the nearest screen. The model predicts that this DNA would be able to add a week, maybe a month, onto an uh, an EV life with Class A gene therapy. See, it it pays to spend a little time out of the stem. I'm happy for you, Evie. Evie recognized an air of disappointment in ADM's voice. Don't worry, ADM. After all, the EV genetic code was based on the ADM sequence. I'm sure we are at the edge of a big breakthrough for the both of us. Evie's face lit with visible excitement. Let's get back to work. Who knows what the next sequence could do? Let's try the weird one. You know, the one with the white wafer. I'm good for a Nobel Prize today. Here's a spec for sample 20. Evie read it out loud while ADM placed a dropper full of the blood sample onto the receiver of a lab instrument. Sample recovered from the ruins of an old U.S. CDC branch laboratory. Sample origination date, December 25, 2019. Evie interrupted. Wow, that's the old calendar system, right? 
Yeah, pre-new movement. Go on, was the sample tampered? This blood should be bone dry by now. Another instrument sounded the end of an automated analysis. ADM read the report on a screen. Interesting, no sign of bacterial or fungal growth. This is a fresh blood and not some living colony of something. EV continued. Subject, Eucharistic Miracle. S.T. Gabriel Roman Catholic Church, Chicago, Illinois. Conclusion verified. What's a Eucharistic Miracle ADM? I don't know. I've never heard those words. Let's look it up on WikiNow. Hmm. No listings. Neither are the words Eucharistic or Miracle in the historical dictionaries. Evie's curiosity intensified. Here's a reference to the use of the letters ST. It stands for an antiquated term, Saint. Uh-huh, I had a suspicion. I had seen that plus symbol once before on a historical artifact. It's an old jelly fryer insignia. We better destroy this one. ADM's face flushed with concern. Evie was startled by ADM's quick dismissal. He was usually the one to be overly persistent in an investigation. What do you mean? Isn't it our duty to investigate this? And what's a jelly fryer? This is contraband material that has mistakenly got sent to a lab. It will need to be destroyed. ADM, I'm surprised with you. Why are you acting so dodgy? What's going on? What is a jelly fryer? <sighs> okay, well, where do I start? When the new movement outlawed families, it also outlawed religions that supported families, conception, and birth. So long as these people resisted human manufacture, there was no way to be able to guarantee population and disease management, not to mention political stability. There was quite a battle until the stim was created. Of course, nothing could compete with the stim. Nearly overnight, people left their religions families, and life fantasy simulators to neurologically connect to the stem. Nothing beats direct, immediate, unending, and undiminished raw pleasure. Until you die. Evie made a sour grimace. So you still haven't told me about the jelly fryer. Oh, well, much of the old vocabulary was erased in the early part of the new movement. Words change the way you think, you know. There was a religion, the one where I believe this sample came from, that stated there was a creator of the universe that wanted so much to be with his creation that it became a baby. Imagine, born in the old way, without an incubator, with a real mother and father. How do you know this, ADM? ADM paused thoughtfully. There was something in Evie's patient and friendly smile that disarmed him. Um, once a few years ago, during a terrible snowstorm, I heard pounding on the lab out a door. I thought maybe it was a messenger from Lab 4, or a courier from Herod Palace. But when I opened the door, I was surprised to see a young couple, a man, with a beard, crazy. And then the person he was with, was a woman, a real pre-new movement woman, with long, wavy hair and tiny lips. 
She was visibly in pain, but her eyes were wide with a happy glow. Oh, Evie, she was beautiful. Her belly was also extremely large. She was pregnant. Really pregnant. With a child. Oh, ADM. What? What did you do? It was Evie's turn to be concerned. Well, of course I knew trouble when I saw it. I pushed them back out into the storm. Who knew what diseases and contaminations they would bring? Not to mention the trouble I would get into for harboring fugitives in violation of the new movement. Phew. I thought you might have let them in. Did you sanitize the door? Yes, yes, of course. Do you know what? They did not even give a fight. They gently told me they were Christians. That's when I knew what the term jelly fryer had replaced. And here's the most hilarious part. They invited me to the religious service. They called it Christmas. You know what? I think they mean one of the surrounding caves for it. Wow. There's nothing like that in the stem. ADM visited nervously. Evie and ADM sat in silence for a moment. Finally, it was Evie who spoke. We'd better analyze the sample to see how bad its genetic core is. It might be so bad that the lab will need to go into decontamination mode. I hadn't thought about that. You're right. ADM swiftly took another sample of blood from the white wafer and placed it in the receiving dish of his instrument. Evie initiated the analysis with a few keystrokes. Oh, I hope it's not too bad. This might keep me from this stem for weeks. What seemed like hours passed away in a few short minutes. A dumbfounded, Evie and ADM sat staring in disbelief at the digital display. It read, 100%. This can't be possible. Running recalibration. ADM programmed a cleaning and calibration routine and then performed the gene sequencing analysis once more. The characters 100% blazed bright red on the display and began flashing. I don't believe this. This is the real thing. 100%. This is like eternal life or something. The analyzer's auto-signaling hair control. They'll be sending a courier in a day. This is the real thing. This is the way. Evie, start preparing the analysis for gene therapy. I want to know about this DNA code. What gene therapy would be the best to use? Evie excitedly prepared a new sample from the Petri dish and initiated the new analysis. Moments later, she exclaimed, Subject DNA is a male of Middle Eastern descent. Whoa! I've never seen a sex gene before. Those were desequenced long ago. Universal receiver blood type. What? This can't be true. How did this register 100%? This DNA structure would accept literally every known disease. How can it possibly be viable for life? There must be a mistake. ADM turned to his screen to view the gene therapy report. You nailed it, Evie. This sequence would not work with a single gene therapy, not even incubation. Evie started to cry. I don't get it, ADM. It's 100%. 100%. This is our ticket to being in this gym forever. It, it has to be viable. How could this model say it's 100%? ADM seemed stunned as he sat quietly, 
ignoring Evie. Evie shook ADM at the shoulders. What's wrong with you? Why do you just keep giving up? ADM stared intensely at Evie. I'm thinking, okay? It is viable. The model can project outside the current design space. The therapy match analysis, however, is restricted to only known therapies and methods of incubation. So there may be a solution? Yes. Well, do you have any ideas? Yes. ADM, you're impossible. Tell me. Oh. Evie stopped to pause a moment herself. The realization came from deep within. It needs a mother. Not just any mother either. He needs his mother. Yep. Evie turned to the keyboard. I'm not giving up. Who was his mother? The mother of God? Mary? Evie spun around in her chair and stared intently at ADM. How do you know this ADM? You let those jelly fryers in, didn't you? ADM hung his head. The mother was about to give birth. I knew it was against the new movement, but I was curious. I let them stay. She gave birth to a baby boy. It was marvelous, Evie. Amazing. I really don't know why birth is banned. It's incredible. During the labor, they told me about the religion. They told me all about a man called Jesus who was God, son of God the Father, who was born in a stable as a baby over 2,500 years ago. His mother's name was Mary. They said she was full of something called grace. They said this grace came from God, the Holy Spirit. They called themselves Christians, Catholic Christians. Here, look. They recited their creed and I wrote it down here. ADM fumbled around in a nearby drawer, produced a worn spiral notebook, and quickly flipped it open to a handwritten page with its upper right-hand corner dog-eared. ADM turned the notebook for EV to see. They celebrated the religion each day with what they call a mass. And get this, this Jesus was sentenced to death on a cross. That's that plus symbol, a cross. They are trying to destroy him even back then. Trying? Yeah, they said that he still lives. They said he is there with them at mass. They share bread and wine with each other, but only after and turns into his living body and blood. What? How does that happen? They say it's that same Holy Spirit that does it. The one from Mary, his mother? Yeah. Um, that's a lot to swallow. Yeah, that's the thing. That's exactly what they do. They eat this Jesus who looks like bread and wine? And they live forever, no matter what the disease, even death. They live after death? Yes. Evie shook off the daydream, forming over what life after death would even look like. She replied skeptically, How do they know this bread and wine are really this God's body and blood? Did they ever see any of this bread bleed? ADM and Evie laughed in relief (laughs) of how silly it all sounded. Their laughter, however, was quickly silenced by the sound of dripping. 
Blood was slowly overflowing from the petri dish on the table before them. How can that happen? Uh, I think this is what they meant by a miracle. I think we both know now what a Eucharistic means. It's his body and blood. Evie awoke suddenly from her disbelief and beamed. ADM, do you know what this means? This miracle thing could not happen without this Holy Spirit. You know, the one from Mary? It's like his mother and the Holy Spirit are here, right now. You're scaring me, Evie. ADM, incubators won't work. Gene therapy won't work. It's Mary, the mother, the miracle. This is why the jelly fr- I mean Christians- went to Mass and ate the bread turned into Jesus. Don't you get it? He's born in them. They're like Mary, filled with grace with the Holy Spirit, giving birth. A real, natural, beautiful birth. ADM, these Christians bear children, and they live forever with them. Evie, I... I don't know what to say. The world is not what I thought it was. Are you saying you could have a child? How was that even possible? How was this possible? ADM stood up and stared into the Petri dish. We eat what's in that Petri dish. You said yourself, it has to be destroyed. Evie placed her arm around ADM. Uh, yeah, but I wasn't planning on eating it to do so. It's a miracle, ADM. It's right before our eyes. Evie gave him her sternest look. ADM, I don't want to go back to the stim. You're being emotional. I'm waking up. I am a woman. Without a womb? Maybe with a womb. I wouldn't be surprised if Christian histories told of women who could not have children that miraculously did. Evie, I I forgot to mention to you. ADM was unable to hold back tears from rolling down the side of his face. They called Mary the second Eve. Evidently there was a first Eve, the mother of all, who was the one who brought all this disease and death into the world by eating a forbidden fruit and shared it with her husband Adam. They said Mary reversed all that by giving all humanity the fruit of her own womb, this Jesus Christ, who is, um, that. ADM pointed once again to the Petri dish. Oh, ADM, I see now. I am an Eve. Evie. Wow. Evie contemplated this. It was too great of a coincidence to not mean something. And you, you're an Adam. ADM. ADM stared at Evie. This day was filled with incredible revelation after another. He spoke his thoughts slowly. The reversal against disease and death could continue with us. Evie seemed different. She was happy. This made him deeply happy himself. Evie spoke with a glow. We could have children and live with them forever. ADM gently reached for Evie's hands and held them firm within his own. 
Evie, I don't understand it, but I want to shout with joy to this God. Something deep within me is welling up, and I'm about to burst in glory. Come, Holy Spirit! ADM's exclamation was immediately followed by a large emergency alarm. ADM and Evie turned to look at the computer screen, suspended by a telescoping gimbal a foot from their heads. ADM read aloud, Proceed with caution. Do not touch. Soldiers will arrive momentarily for cleansing and full laboratory decontamination. Do not leave the compound. Prepare for the end of your cycle. Laboratory staff will be returned to the stimulator upon level 5 decontamination. Herod Decree number 216. Hours later, Herod's soldiers found the laboratory abandoned. There was no sign of sample number 20. It was presumed that ADM and EV, two of the laboratory staff technicians, now fugitives from the new movement, had taken it with them. The soldiers constructed a great metapolymer structure around the laboratory. It resembled a large soap bubble. There was a short countdown, and in a single poof, the laboratory was reduced to a wisp of black smoke that broke into flame and then fizzled into nothing. One soldier chuckled. (laughs) Those two escapees, they'll get the same. When they come crawling back in desperation for the stim, they always come back begging. A few weeks later, Mary's singing could be heard from one of the surrounding caves. It was a Catholic underground mass. It was Christmas. ADM and Evie, now having taken the name Adam and Eve, ate the Eucharist for the first time. One year later, it was Christmas once again. Eve's beauty was radiant as she held her own miracle baby in her arms at Christ's Mass. Adam kissed his child's beautiful head as they sang an ancient hymn welcoming the newborn Christ. Adam's thoughts trailed as he sang, This life was something even more than simply living forever. It was that word that the new movement had evolved, twisted, repurposed, and finally tried to outlaw. Family. Here was true family. The wellspring of love itself. God's holy chalice. The baby boy tugged at Adam's beard. What child is this who laid to rest on Mary's lap is sleeping?
Let us pray together. Dearest Father, who loves us so deeply, who are we that you choose to rest your Son within us in the poor manger of our heart? You reconcile us to your creation that is ourself. You make peaceful the animals in the stable of our soul that used to rage and fight, for you bring the great order of your dear kingship. It is your mother that has laid you here and cares for you within us, attentive and nurturing. In fact, you surround us with yourself in the sacrament of our family to challenge our expectations and companion us. We play a childish game of hide-and-seek. We are not very good at hiding. In the cave, you find us. Angels announce your birth to be witnessed here in our heart. Heaven rejoices. You send shepherds to us to adore the Christ they recognize in us, bound in swaddling clothes, waiting to be unwrapped. The true gift of Christmas. Your love is beyond our understanding. You break our every expectation and replace it with the hope and joy of finally being fulfilled. You call us your family, you whose family is the Trinity. Me, once splintered wood, full of straw to feed beasts, now your very resting place, the sacred bed of your birth. Lord, Christmas is not a holiday. It is the miracle. Praise you, God. Amen. From our family to yours, we wish you a very hopeful and miraculous Christmas.